Hello, and welcome to the Keep It Local Maine podcast, where we tell the stories of local business owners, artists, and entrepreneurs, and learn more about what they do, who and what inspires them, their challenges, successes, and more. My name is Todd Regalinski. And I am Kimberly Regalinski. And we are the publishers of Keep It Local Maine, a magazine that helps to showcase local businesses to the people in and around their communities. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast that you can subscribe to on most streaming services such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and others. You can learn more about us at keepitlocalmaine.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube through the links in the show notes. In this episode, we'll be talking with Anthony McEwen from Fight Coffee. Anthony launched Fight Coffee in 2021 at the height of the COVID pandemic. They are a family-owned and operated business that donates 100% of their profits to fight against human trafficking both in Maine and worldwide by enabling people to shop for quality coffee online and choose which anti-trafficking organization they want to contribute to. One of Anthony's favorite things about Fight Coffee is that it makes it super easy for everyone everywhere to join the fight simply by drinking delicious coffee. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Weather is getting warmer and it's project planning season, which means you should call Maine Commercial Contracting, your locally owned choice for residential and commercial services in southern Maine. They'll be there for that new driveway, walkway, or excavation for your home and for your business with parking lot paving, road milling, heavy hauling, and competitive commercial pricing. So when you need your project done right and on your timeline, get a hold of the company with the appetite for excellence and the skills to see it through. Call Maine Commercial Contracting at 207-391-0540 for a free estimate or find them online at maincommercialcontracting.com. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So can you tell us um, what is Fight Coffee and, you know, why did you start it and and really what is its mission? All right. Well, uh, Fight Coffee is an online business. I mean, we do um, provide local delivery here for some stores and then for people in the immediate area. Mm -hmm. I'm in Wyndham, so, but generally uh, speaking, it's an online business. We ship uh, within the continental United States. Uh, we give 100% of the profits to fund the fight. We support organizations, anti-trafficking organizations. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to collaborate with orgs. So right now we have about three or four or five orgs in Maine that we're mm-hmm. collaborating with. And so the exciting thing that I think is a, a unique feature that we have is on the, so when people are placing an order, mm-hmm. they can select the drop down menu and on that menu, it lists the different organizations. So if someone's gone to our learn page and learned about the orgs, then they can choose the organization that they want to support versus just, you know, giving us the money and then we just do whatever we want with it. Oh, That's wow. great. Yeah, that is unique. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I think from a mission standpoint, you know, there's, I mean, two things. One is raising awareness. It's the key to prevention. Mm. Sure. Um, and then, you know, we're trying to do that through social media, local events. Uh, we're really trying to start something on campuses that's been very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we definitely want to raise awareness. And then obviously we want to raise funds. There's only 1% of victims being rescued. So, you know, we need to raise more money, obviously, to even just to think what it's going to take to get to 2% is crazy. It's just yeah. a crazy mm. thought. It's great. And in, I mean, people, like you said, I mean, the key to prevention is awareness. And I think everybody has that opportunity in them to help bring awareness to the issue of human trafficking. Everyone has a voice. And I know that we've personally been involved in that fight for many, many years. Um, so I think what is some of the basic, besides buying coffee, what are a couple basic things that people can do to help in the fight of uh, human trafficking? 
Well, I mean, to your point, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just spread the word. Mm. Just let people know, you know, what's going on. I think uh, an easy way to do that is whether it's through Fight Coffee and our channel, following you guys, whomever, where there is social media and you're following that, then it's easy. You don't have to create content. You just simply share. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I think that's a great way. Obviously the coffee, I think is a great way when people drink coffee. Somebody comes over to your house, you Mm -hmm. serve them fight coffee or, or you just see someone drinking coffee and say, Hey, do you know, you can, you can fight human trafficking with coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think just, you know, spreading the word and then obviously listening to organizations, if you're connected to any organization, they're normally saying, Hey, here's what you can do. Here's an event we're having, Mm -hmm. you know, we need help. We need volunteers. So I, I think just connecting with anyone who's in the fight that will open, you know, doors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's so great because coffee really is this social thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you you go and meet people for coffee, Mm -hmm. right? right. you you talk over a cup of coffee and, you know, on your, one of the first things that, that I noticed, you know, is on your website, just the logo, which I'm like, Mm-hmm. I saw if you see that if on a mug at somebody's house, you're so totally cool. going to ask like, OK, what's that about? Because <laughs> right, that looks right. it looks really cool and it's bold and it's just going to start that conversation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I ho- And that's what I hope. I mean, when I was uh, when people said even the name Fight Coffee, people are like, are you fighting against <laughs> coffee or are you, you know, like, what do you like? What is it? Actually, I, what I'm trying to do is whenever I post my logo, I include there 100% of the profits fight human trafficking. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that that with the logo, people will kind of get it. But I do like the fact that, it, it you know, people have asked. And mm-hmm. so it gives you that opportunity then right. to say, hey, uh, yeah, you can just buy coffee and just, you know, if you make the switch, it's super easy. It's a it's a super easy way to fight. Yeah, absolutely. It's the exact opposite of the movie Fight Club. You know, yeah. instead of not talking about Fight Club, you talk about Fight Coffee. That's it's, right. It's a great way to start a conversation. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, of course, now I am Kim is much more of the big picture person when we do these, and I'm much more of the nuts and bolts. And and okay. I I truly love coffee, and I'm I've got to be upfront with you right now. I meant to get coffee on the way here, but I was running late, so I'm running a little bit low today. So uh, <laughs> it seems awfully weird for me to be doing a podcast, recording a podcast about coffee, and not have a coffee in front of I me. I, right. I, I, I don't have one either, so I, I will confess. Yeah. <laughs> I feel totally out of my element. Like, <laughs> what bizarro world am I living in? Right. Uh, but I'm interested about the coffee itself. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Where it's sourced from, and you know how you kind of came across the the people that you work with, and how that plays into your mission? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, so a friend of mine. Long story, but a friend of mine, I was a youth pastor years ago, and I reconnected with them. And they, I told them what I was doing. They said, "Our daughter, she, uh, she you knows she's very involved." And so I contacted her. She said, "Well, my husband's uncle is a retired roaster, so that's how I." Um, so wow. through him, he was telling me that you know about commercial roasters because obviously you know we're online, and so we can you know anyone anywhere can buy the coffee. So I wanted I wanted a commercial roaster. So based upon talking to Doug, I call him Uncle Doug because that's their uncle. Um, <laughs> he told me about commercial roasters. So I just decided to look, he said, there's a, a minimum and generally, you know, you might want to start with a local roaster and then, you know, switch over once your volume increases. But I, so I found our roaster that we have now. And so they have a very low minimum. So then of course I wanted to taste the coffee. I sent it to uncle Doug and, you know, I was waiting for a quick response, but I guess, you know, he, you know, these guys who are total 
coffee geeks. They, you know, I just imagine him with some goggles and the gloves and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's pouring the water and he's trying to see the chemical reactions and things. So uh, I was like, Doug, what are you doing? He's like, well, it takes time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. I I thought you'd just drink it. You know, I, forgive me. I, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm still so much to learn, but anyway, so once I got uncle Doug's approval, then I, so I, I called them, I contacted them. I did a little research, you know, so these guys were like big wigs. I don't know exactly what company they work with, but they, you know, what they said was that oftentimes um, some of these bigger companies, once they get really big, they start to treat the customer not that great. Mm. Um, And so they didn't like that. And so they, so they started their own company. And so um, one of my favorite stories is they were down in uh, Honduras. And so they met these women who are coffee farmers and they were victims of human trafficking. So they tasted the coffee and they said, well, here's what we're going to do. When we go back to the States, Mm. we're going to sell your coffee. And and not only do they do that, but they give 50 cents per bag sold toward that cause of domestic violence. You know, so when I heard that and just the other things and the taste and um, Uncle Doug's approval as a retired roaster, I was, uh, and then of course, family and friends getting the word out and, and letting them taste it. And seeing their, you know how like when people re- taste something, you can kind of tell not just by what they say, but how they say it. So, you know, mm-hmm. when someone's like, wow, this is, you know, they're kind of surprised. They're like, wow, this is better than I thought it was. You know, they don't normally say that, mm-hmm. but their reaction is kind of that. So it was the accumulation of all those things that, you know, helped me to say, yeah, these, these I'm going to go on with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I think that people are you know, the, the brand loyalty of different things is very interesting to me. You know, some people, you know, for computers, they're, they're total Apple or they're, or they're, they're a PC person, ride or die. And, you know, coffee can be that way too. Like there are people, myself included, who, who have very passionate opinions. Yes. So when you, when you give them something outside of what is their normal brand and Mm -hmm. their normal lane, and it's really good, it's almost surprising. Like, wow, I didn't think anything could be as good as, you know, whatever that I normally drink. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm definitely running into that for sure. I mean, I, not, not that anyone says that, but I think, you know, people, a lot of people don't even try the coffee, I think, because they, and I'm, I have to do a better job of, of selling the coffee. Like I was so passionate about the cause. I, you know, I kind of initially, and I'm probably skipping ahead and you might ask me this question, but what have I learned? I, you know, I, I think, you know, I just thought that the cause would sell the coffee. Mm. Um, that was my assumption wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife kept saying, you know, <laughs> you need to sell the coffee. You need to tell mm-hmm. people how good the coffee is. They need to see it. They need to, you know, so, so a lot of my videos and everything was just, you know, trying to educate people about the cause and then say, Hey, drink the coffee as yeah. kind of as an addendum. So, you know, that, that has, you know, I mean, it has worked to some degree, but so I'm really, I'm really going to, I'm pivoting right now and I'm just trying to, you know, try to be creative and learn and say, you know, how do I, you know, what can I do to sell the coffee? Obviously the more people to try it and drink it and spread the word, you know, that's going to be helpful. So anyway. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how you, it's, it's almost like your money kind of goes in two directions Yeah, for one cause because it, it's, it's helping people at the source, like mm. where the, where the beans are coming from themselves, it's helping people who have, who are survivors of human trafficking. And then when it is sold here, it's all, it's going to organizations here. So that's so great that you're able to kind of double up on that. Mm. Well, I'd say triple because then you're also enjoying delicious coffee. Exactly. So you're like, Oh That's my true. goodness, this is, I'm really, you know, you, you don't have to sacrifice your coffee 
to help the cause. Actually, for many people, I, I think, because it is specialty grade coffee, and we did a um, video on this to explain what is specialty grade coffee, because I think a lot of people, you know, they, you know, mm. you just have a name or you hear something or you read something and it, it, if you don't understand it, it does, it has no impact. So, you know, I think that third piece is that people can actually upgrade their coffee experience and fight human trafficking and Mm -hmm. help organizations. So it's just, it's really win-win. Yeah. So right now you, if I'm remembering correctly on, on your shop, you have, you have two types of coffee. And so can you maybe just give us a a quick explanation of what is, what is specialty grade coffee and, and what are the the different types of beans that that folks can buy? Mm. Well, let's see. So specialty grade coffee, the the simple answer is that there's basically five stages that you you know, you have the farmer that where then it's processed, then it's shipped, then it's roasted, and then it's brewed. So all those steps need to be and all those steps in the coffee world are graded. And I don't know all the details about that, but if you just mm-hmm. go, you know, A, B, C, D, if we go with that, you know, so is the farmer get a grade A? Does the processor get a grade A? Right? Does the shipper you know, if they leave it on the dock for six months, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Mm, so that's yeah. not grade A. So at that point, if the coffee was specialty grade up until that point, it's no longer specialty grade, mm-hmm. even if the next two steps are specialty grade. You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, so it's basically, it needs to be specialty grade and meet those highest standards at each step in the process. So that would be kind of a quick answer for specialty grade. And then, huh. so for us, we have two coffees. The So the Costa Rican is a it's a lighter, smooth type of coffee. And then the Peruvian is a medium dark coffee. It's a little more bold. And we've I've launched with two coffees. Now our roaster has many coffees. So, you know, people are like, hey, do you have decaf? Can I get, uh, you know, I, well, I want a darker coffee. So it's all coming. I just need to, I need enough customers mm. uh, for each. So I, I have to purchase 70 bags of coffee every time I buy. So I need mm-hmm. that many customers for each yeah. product that I'm selling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I need to exceed that number so that when I add another coffee, if some people make a switch, I don't dip below the minimum. Yeah. that's And that's got to be a balancing mm-hmm. act. You yeah. know? Oh my gosh. Hard. Very hard. Yeah. I imagine it's a balancing act, but it's for such a good cause that, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll spin the dishes for <laughs> and, and see about making it work. Yeah. For sure. So you have a couple of initiatives where people can you know get more involved in the fight against human trafficking. Can you share those with us? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, we mentioned a couple of them. Obviously the first one is just drink coffee. I think that's, right. that, that's my favorite thing about fight coffee. It's, it's like, you know, a lot of people ask and, and, and Hey, if you want to run a marathon or you want to make jewelry, you know, whatever people are asking, they're all valid, all great. I just think this is probably one of the easiest ways I've ever heard of mm-hmm. how I could fight coffee is just by switching, uh, mm. fight human trafficking. I'm sorry. Um, so, so there's that. And then obviously we said again, you know, spreading the word. And then, um, so for us, we also have, um, group orders or fundraisers. And this is something that I'm really hoping to do, especially on campuses because students obviously are the primary targets of traffickers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So the best place to raise awareness is on a campus. But then I, I think also students are generally, you know, if they're not, it's not, if it's not finals or something, you know, they're not married, they don't have children they're you know what I mean? They have a little bit of time. And so, and they're generally all, a little more motivated and, uh, you know, to do something like a fundraiser. So a fundraiser is just a great way also to spread the word and also to pick an organization that you want to help to support. So mm-hmm. those are the, those are pretty much the three main ways, at least with Fight Coffee, uh, that people could get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is such a great idea yeah. to like turn it to go from 
just individual to then, okay, well, how, how can you motivate groups of people? Because then it's at a certain point that growth becomes exponential. Right. That's the goal. I, I have yet to get a student. I do also have on my, on my YouTube channel, a, a video about, about this and, mm-hmm. and on the, um, on my website and the group order page, there's all the information. There's a video there. Um, so anybody who's interested, you know, they could just go check that out. I try to do it so that it's self-explanatory, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely available. If should anybody have any questions and need some support. That's so great. That's great. So you opened Fight Coffee in, in 2021, which is mm-hmm. a, kind of during the heights of COVID. Um, so how has that been a learning experience for you? And also, uh, has, it, has it motivated you in any way kind of starting at that point? Yeah, it was hard. I, I think the hardest thing was because it was summertime and mm-hmm. trying to get out you know, it was like people were just afraid and, you know, want to keep their distance, <laughs> you know, yeah. so to go out on the streets, which I did, you know, you got a mask on or people, maybe if you, if you're outside and you, I, you know, I was feeling okay without a mask, but you know, it was just, it's, you know, that issue alone kind of just mm. creates obstacles. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was extremely hard. And I think, you know, what, what motivated me was just, you know, I think because of my past, I wasn't trafficked, but you know, I was traumatized as a child, fought for my life, mm. blah, blah, blah. I could go on. I was homeless, drug addict. I I I feel, you know, um, my heart hurts when I think about what's going on, especially with the children, to think that the average age is 13 years old. Mm. Um, so I think that it's almost like, you know, you don't hear the cry literally, but, you know, I do hear it. I do mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. Yeah. Hearts are breaking, souls, you know, people are dying. I mean, I, as when I got into this, I, you know, I, I only thought that people are being trafficked, which of course they are, but I, I did not realize how many people are dying, whether it be through suicide, overdose, beat to death, or, you know, they're not being cared for. They're not going to take you to the hospital, right? And expose yeah. themselves. So many people are dying from it, whether sexually transmitted diseases or, or whatever. So I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, when I heard about human trafficking, I'm like, I, I don't really need a whole lot more than just to know that it exists to motivate right, me. Right, exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. Wow. I think it's one of those things that when you learn about it and you hear about it, you cannot not want to do something. Yeah, you can't unhear you can't or un- unhear unlearn it. those things. Yeah, and learn that it is a billion dollar business, that this is going on in every single neighborhood in the United States, and it right. affects every economic you know, background and that it's, you know, it's happening in your neighborhood. Um, so it's, it is one of those things that when you learn about it and when you hear about it, you, you feel something. For sure. Well, I, I, you know, it's amazing. I think to talk about what, you know, you're learning. I, I, it, it has, it has been fascinating to me though. I think a lot of people, you know, whether people are busy, people are broken, people are hurting, people have their own issues. So I think, you know, I, I thought there'd be a greater response you know, and, and I think, you know, people have lies or people believe false things. So they hear about it, but then they think, well, if they really wanted to be free, you know, they, they would leave or, you know, what whatever thoughts that they think, you know, the lack of education causes people to come to wrong conclusions and those wrong conclusions for sure, you know, hinder them from responding. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that might be helpful now and I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself is the, you know, it's weird to say that there are positives coming out of a pandemic. And I don't mean it as a, as a great big shiny positive or anything, but one of the things I've taken out of going through a couple of years of this is changing my pace of life. And mm. I think people are making, have learned that they, 
going from a place where everything shut down and you kind of had space in your life, whether you wanted it or not. Right. <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, like you, you didn't have the options you did before. So I think for a lot of people, there is that now they're kind of equalizing and figuring out like, oh, I've got this space in my life where I'm, I'm more aware of things and maybe that'll open people up to more things like this. Like, okay, well, how can I get involved in these things? How can I learn about more of this? And oh, wow, all I have to do is add this coffee into my rotation and I'm, I'm doing something. something yeah. I yes. mean, that's, that's huge. And I, I think that people are, are, might be a little more receptive to that now, hopefully. Yeah, I think so too. I think when you can give people that option just to start small, because it is, it is an overwhelming subject. It is. And it is it a is. trigger for some people. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that when you can give them that opportunity to start somewhere, to start small, and this is a great way to do that with your coffee. It's just, if you drink coffee and you love coffee, you get to make a difference. It's that simple. It's easy. I love it. Tell us what advice would you give to others who want to make make a change in the world, but might feel overwhelmed by really how big the problems can seem? Well, I think I kind of alluded to before, but I think if we just partner with those who are leading the way, I think that's mm -hmm. going to be the key because mm -hmm. I think if you're following people and they're, because they're going to be talking all the time, they're saying this, they're saying that, there's an event, there's a this, there's a that, you can help this way, you can help that way. And I think if you just simply listen long enough, you'll find your place. You know, you, you, mm. you know, the first 10 things you hear, you might be like, yeah, yeah, not interested or, or that's not me or, or that's not my gifting or, or whatever. You know what I mean? But I think if you just follow along at some point, you'll find something that you can do. Mm. And, um, you know, so that would be it. And, but, and, and again, I think if people drink coffee, just sip while you listen. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. I love that. And it, it is practical because it needs, it, you know, it, it, it's helpful to have practical ways. So just like you said, getting involved with other organizations that are already doing things, yeah. you know, that is a really practical step in helping the cause. For sure. Well, it, it keeps it keeps things from getting duplicated. Right. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody has to do everything. Right. You know, chances are you're not the only person who is thought of this or is trying to do something, someone else might be further along in one area then you, you might find like, okay, here's a need over here that I can help fill and that can then be part of the process that will, right. I can be, a, I don't have to be the entire machine. I can just be right. a part of that Yes. and then, you know, and rely on everybody else to do their part, you know? Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, for me, when I keep thinking about coffee, obviously, right, coming back to that, it's like you literally with fight coffee, you don't have to change your life at all. I mean, we mm -hmm. all, you know, like if I, if I like buy a cereal at the store and then I see another cereal on the shelf and I thought, that looks new and good. I'll, you know what I mean? I just switch what I'm already doing. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. oftentimes I think maybe some people don't respond because they are busy. They are overwhelmed. Like you said, they are, maybe it's a trigger or whatever, but this way um, you can literally do something without changing your life or really even adding to it at all. So I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, I, sure. I just think- like you said, low-hanging fruit. What to, mm -hmm. What's the easiest thing I can do? If you drink coffee, I don't know what could be easier than that. Absolutely. Yeah. One way or another, I am going to have a cup of coffee in the morning. Yes. I, can't, I guarantee it. Absolutely. And we will be ordering fight coffee today. Yes. 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 And as soon awesome. as you get decaf, then Kim is really yes, on board. Yes, as soon as you have the decaf, I'm on board, sir. Yes, well- Hopefully we can get more if we, you know, I need like 75, 80 customers per flavor. So once I, you know, we haven't really hit that yet. We're closing yep. in on it. I think yep. hopefully this podcast will be a huge 
step in that right direction. Yeah. But you definitely, I would say um, the biggest thing I've heard people say that they want is uh, a darker roast. You know, some of those, they those like it, like, you yes. know, punch me in the face coffee. Yep. Mm. Um, so we're going to give that. And then probably the next one will be decaf. My wife loves the decaf. So she's kind of, you know, not happy. Uh, that we don't have it. I'm like, babe, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, you know, make people buy the coffee. I can't speed the train. You know what I mean? You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the questions that we kind of like to ask towards the end of this, because there's always, there's always a great different answers to this question. Uh, but how do you define success either personally or professionally? Uh, I mean, I, I guess for me, I think either way, both ways is just loving well. I mean, I think I've been mm -hmm. connected to organizations and quote unquote, successful things. But I think if you don't love people well, mm. um, you can be quote unquote successful, but I, I mm -hmm. think, are you? And if, you're, if your soul isn't prospering, really the quality of your life, no matter how many toys you have and how many accolades mm -hmm. and how many people may praise your name, to me, if you don't love well, mm. uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my goal anyway. That's beautiful. So we are, we are self-confessed kind of inspiration junkies. And we, we love to ask this question as well, but who or what inspires you? Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going with Jesus. He, he inspires mm -hmm. me when I think of who I was, I was a definite, like a God hating, God cursing. Everything in my life was drugs, alcohol, hate, and, and, uh, destruction. And to, be loved unconditionally and to, um, ex you know, I used to do a lot of drugs. And so, uh, I remember one time I, you know, this might sound crazy, but the, this, like the love of God was real to me and mm. I, it was like intoxicating. Mm. And, um, and I just remember cracking up and thinking to myself, you know, this love, it, it, it's free, you mm. know, and, and all the money that I spent to get high and now I'm getting high on love which is free. It just, you know, so kind of cracked me up. So, so anyway, it's just, I think back to love, you know, God mm -hmm. is love and his love is, I think the greatest inspiration and hope in my life anyway. Nice. Yeah. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for yes. taking time out of your day to talk with us, to share with us about what you're doing mm -hmm. to combat human trafficking thank you. Yes. and, and yes, for thank just you. Sharing that with our listeners, I'll be sure that I have a link to your website and social media pages, your YouTube channel as well, so that people can learn more. But definitely go to uh, go to the Fight Coffee website, get some coffee. Get your coffee. I want to get some coffee. I also want to get one of those cups. Now I know yes. Kim's Kim's kind of giving me the look of like we already have eight billion coffee cups. <laughs> we can get cups. I, but I want one of these yes. cups real bad. <laughs> yes, and we can so. get them for gifts. <laughs> so yes, that's a great idea. Yeah, be sure that you you check that out and learn sure. more about Fight Coffee because it's you know you're doing a great thing, Anthony, and, yes. and we really appreciate it and uh, wish yeah. you nothing but success. Yeah, and if you don't drink coffee, you know it is an opportunity to buy coffee as a gift for someone. So if you have a someone in your family that drinks coffee or a coworker oh, yeah. or employee, just buy coffee and help make a difference. Who doesn't know someone who? I mean, I get I get yeah. that some people don't drink coffee, but chances are you, you got to know somebody drinks who drinks coffee. coffee. Absolutely, is, yeah, for sure. It's, it's got it's it's like statistically impossible for right. sure. unless you're a hermit out in the woods that's about <laughs> it and even then you probably know a park ranger i'm guessing right. <laughs> thank you again anthony right, for yeah. being here thank you. thanks so great. much i appreciate it once again we'd like to thank our sponsor and encourage you to check them out through the link in the show notes and thank you again for listening